coming in but i did do the lyrics video so we could have just pretended oh like karaoke <laughs> yeah next time we're just gonna lie you're listening to 168 a podcast about everything that went down in the past 168 hours this podcast is brought to you from the minds of jazz and Lo, two best friends who finally finished doing their hair oh and it's so funny <laughs> it's a weekly segment show Think Khadija and Maxine from Living Single. Reunite for a summer night filled with tequila. And street tacos. Love it. Party. <laughs> break it down. Remix. You take what I bought to break. I'll be missing you. Okay, so this week, Nipsey Hussle passed away was gunned down in front of his store in Crenshaw, South LA. Uh, this was March 31st. He was a rapper and songwriter and a pillar of his community. And we definitely wanted to commit some time to just talking about his legacy. Uh, Cause it's been a huge topic. A lot of people are clearly very affected. Very affected and had a special connection with who he was. He was Eritrean and grew up in um, South LA in Crenshaw. He was a member of one of the sects of the of the Crips, but uh, went on to become a rapper, a very successful businessman, and in investing in his community, um, buying up. I think he had like a few restaurants. He um, co-owned a clothing company. We had a clothing store. That was the store he was shot in front of. He had a STEM. Um, um, academy academy yeah yeah that's the word where he was teaching young people how to do well, not him personally but someone was teaching young people stem skills so they, they could they could directly connect with silicon valley um just lots of like dope stuff he had, was planning an open air art gallery in crenshaw as well like oh, wow. a thousand square foot open air like black art gallery park type of thing so like really innovative ideas um, trying to build his community up himself and put money back into where he grew up. So a lot of people are hurt by the, the, the way his life was cut short. And I think a lot of people also resonated with uh, Lauren London, who was his longtime girlfriend and mother of his child, one of his children. Um, and just, you know, their bond was uh, really special, I think. Yes. Just right from after, yeah yeah right after the GQ article, I just feel like it's uh it's just so sad, and I think it's everybody's worst worst nightmare over something like so stupid and just not so untimely. I think it even like when the reports first came out, everybody was like, please no, <laughs> like it's not true, please. Yeah no, I, I checked my phone and someone had tweeted or I someone put in the group like. Oh, Nipsey also got shot in the head. And I was like, oh, 
shit i mean i assumed he was alive and he'll yeah, be okay yeah. and i checked back like two minutes later and they're like oh nipsey hustle died and i was like whoa <laughs> whoa like and i'm will be the first to say i'm not like a nipsey hustle fan like i didn't listen to the music religiously or anything of course i knew a few songs and stuff but i knew kind of what he was doing in his community i knew his relationship with lauren london was kind of like really cute and aspirational so i thought it was Right off the bat, really like, oh, fuck, this is going to be a downer for the week. Yeah. I followed Nipsey through Karen Civil because, you know, I'm a Karen Civil stan. Yeah. And she was his... And they worked together. Yes. Um, and so I feel like I always just followed his work through a lot of what she was doing and promoting for him. And so, gosh, my heart just goes out to everybody in that that camp, in that area. And to just be murdered like that and, like, leave a, a family behind is just unimaginable. So... Definitely wanted to take this moment for life, um, yeah. To 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 pay homage to to how much work and activism that he's been doing. And we'll just play a clip here of like some of the dope shit he was doing and kind of his motivational words. Hustle was to have met today with the Los Angeles police chief and police commissioner to talk about ways to stop gang violence. People got choices, right? So you're gonna look at what this group of people did and what the, the, the repercussions were and what the the, the, the the feedback was from doing this. And you're gonna look at what this group of people did and look at the feedback. You wanna go to jail for life? You wanna get killed? Do what we was doing. Right. You wanna get you some money, level up, create brands, build your team, get your family, get your homies on, follow what we doing. Wrong is wrong, right is right, bro. That's what I grew up on. Last year, he partnered with the brand Puma to renovate a local elementary school's playground and basketball courts. Hustle was deeply involved in Destination Crenshaw, an open-air public art project in the neighborhood that begins construction this spring. Last year, the rapper opened a shared working space called Vector 90. So Vector 90 it opened up the day before my album release. Okay. So it's a 5,000-square-foot it's two levels. The top level is called Vector 90. The bottom level is called Too Big to Fail. And the top level is a co-work space for any inner city entrepreneurs. So kind of like WeWorks, mm -hmm. where you can go rent an office space. It's a shared space. You have a desk. You got phone. Yeah, you know, and it's also a synergy of creators because while you at the at the um, coffee table, you might run into somebody that does something that you don't do, build relationships. So we, we, we kind of drew from that model, but we based it in my neighborhood. What he meant to the community, if you want to look around right now, every single person that's out here, spending their time here, they're here because he spoke to them in some way. He inspired them in some way. Okay, so I think yesterday um, they convicted Eric Holder for shooting, for the, for the murder of Nipsey Hussle. He also injured several other people uh, when he shot Nipsey. Um... He was a member, I think, of the same sect of the Crip, of the Crip gang that he was in. Oh. Or maybe another community member. Either way, he was like a younger um, guy in the community who Nipsey had like checked previously and like embarrassed. He like called him out for some shit and was like, um, you know, like whatever, made him feel insecure. And he responded with violence. And um, I guess they exchanged words before the shooting and Nipsey was like, you know, they were like kind of like yelling or whatever, and then dude came back. Well, I, I read the report and it was like he left and came back and left and came back, and then he ended up shooting him at the end. But Damn. Nipsey was literally at his store to get clothes for some of one of his dudes that had just gotten out of prison, and 
he was like, you know, not worried about being harmed by this guy, obviously, because he was still having the confrontation. And this guy shot him out of, you know, his own, like, his and ego. Agenda, yeah. And in the, at the end of the day, a toxic sense of masculinity where you feel like you can't be checked or you can't be um, confronted or embarrassed without responding with violence. So, real senseless, real tragic. After Nipsey passed, uh, there were a lot of tweets and posts online about it being a conspiracy, which tends to happen after any black man dies or is incarcerated. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in our next segment. So what's the conspiracy? I think somebody trying to set me up. I believe that. Takis is like eating Takis and like trying to do other things without focusing on the Taki. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually never It's like an Olympic before. sport. Oh, come on. Mm. I know. Just try it. It's, like, it's fuego. Uh, Literally. Oh. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> All you people flavor. who took French in high school just, so just don't know shit. What do you mean? There's Spanish you never, everywhere. It's like you never, never know what anyone's talking about. Yes, I can use my French. Where? I hear Spanish every day. Like when Beyonce days. came out of the partition, I knew what the fuck she was saying. Ooh. All I had to do was Google it. Yeah. I can do the same with Spanish. What do you think? Keep going. We're going to cut it out later. Yeah. What do you think? I thought you were not Oh, about the Takis? Yes. What about the Takis? What do you think? What do you think? I think it's like a slow burn. Yeah. Right? I know it's coming. It's good, though. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like, bitch. But it's like, like, ooh, I like it. It's a little tingle. Yeah, it's a little soft. <laughs> um, bachata in my <laughs> mouth. Mm. It's a bachata in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, see, I knew you'd like it. Yeah, they're actually. But really my good. point is, if you try to eat and talk, you're going to get a little bit of spice in your nose and it's going to burn. But anyway, conspiracy. So, as I was saying, after Nipsey Hussle died, there was nigga conspiracies that the government shot him because. He announced on The Breakfast Club a couple months ago that he was going to film a documentary about the trial of Dr. Sebi. Who is Dr. Sebi? I'm about to tell you. <laughs> Educate me, bitch. Oh, Taki. <laughs> so, Dr. Sebi is a holistic doctor who claimed, among other things, that he had the cure for AIDS. Well, was a holistic doctor. He's dead now. Um, he's from Honduras. Here's the thing. There's a whole bunch of like hotep posts and articles about Dr. Sebi and how he was like, you know, this like genius doctor who cured cancer and AIDS and the government was trying to shut him up and kill him because he was going to usurp pharmaceutical companies and they were going to lose out on money because they've been profiting from the treatment of cancer patients and AIDS patients and uh, whatever. So... A quick Google search, because <laughs> um, I didn't know that much about it. I just knew, like, you know, this. On top of that, Doctor Sebi has claimed that he that periods are not natural. What? Yes. And this, you ever heard seen this before? This is like this comes up every once in a while. Like, oh, you're still having a period, girl. You're not. You're not. <laughs> you're not living life the right way. <laughs> a lot of I've people never seen that before in my believe life. this. If that you if you eat an alkaline diet, which is like basically like no regular foods. 
Yeah, no starches, no cheese, no meat, no salt, like no sugar, like no (laughs) and alkaline water. It's like eating kale and alkaline water that you will not have a period or your period will be last like ten minutes or something. Um, People believe that. He also believes that semen is supposed to be green. Moving on. (laughs) So this trial. Um, that Nipsey Hussle was planning on doing a documentary about, he, I think he was going to work with Nick Cannon as well. Nick Cannon is also a strong believer in, in um, Dr. Sebi. And, of course Nick Cannon is. And he wears a turban from the beauty supply. All the fucking time. What? Every Not day. from the beauty supply. I'm dead. You know dead. that turban that comes yes. in the My mama wears those. <laughs> um... <laughs> She does. She looks better than them. I don't understand how you have so much goddamn money and you can't even get a turban that's not from the corner store. Okay. So, Dr. Sebi was arrested in 1987 in New York for advertising in the newspaper. I think it was the um, New York Amsterdam newspaper or something like that. That's what it's called. Mm -hmm. And saying he had the cure for AIDS and advertising like, oh, $500 and I'll give you the cure for AIDS. What the fuck? So, he's indicted. It's a criminal charge. And they're going to lock him up for this, for false advertising and also for... You um, can't just tell... Wow. Allegedly practicing medicine without a license. He was never a licensed doctor or of like went to med school. Or, I mean, but the, the point is people, you know, he's holistic. He's living off the earth in the right way where you're supposed to do it. And it's not like you don't have to have a license for that. So that's the justification behind that. But So he claimed this. He was indicted. Um... And he beat the case, in the words of Nipsey Hussle and every other nigga on Twitter currently that's talking about this conspiracy no. still, even after they caught the murderer and saying whatever, like, it's still a conspiracy. He beat the case. He beat the case simply because, and he, he honestly didn't really fully beat it. He beat the case because <laughs> they couldn't prove that he was practicing, that he was diagnosing people. So he was advertising this, but in order to be indicted or charged and convicted for, um... For practicing medicine without a license, you have to be proven to give people diagnoses. So he was um, basically guilty of false advertising, though. So he ended up signing an agreement saying that he would not advertise his treatments in New York and or treat people in New York. And he also had to give back all the money to the people that he treated before. Damn. So this is, I mean, basically a guilty verdict without finding him guilty. Right. Um, the cure was never was never shared. Um, and you can find it nowhere. Dr. Sebi also treated Michael Jackson, apparently. For what? For opioid addiction. What? So this, <laughs> it's like, I'm like, I'm like researching all of this. Like, is this, like, this is for real. He, Michael Jackson, I guess, hit him up in 2015, 14, something like that. Mm-hmm. And they went to, a, um, like a, a, a getaway for a few weeks where he treated him with like all these herbal things and like fed him a certain diet or whatever to get him off of his opiate addiction. And later Dr. Sebi sued the family because he said he didn't pay all of what he was owed. He sued him for like $600,000 because of an unpaid balance of $380,000 from Michael Jackson. And they were like, you never, they ended up paying him $10,000 and claiming that he never treated Michael Jackson for anything. I mean, but I mean, it seems like Michael Jackson would do some shit like that. Like, you know, I need Dr. Sebi. Also, Left Eye, Lisa Lopez, died on the way to go see Dr. Sebi in Honduras. That's why she was there? Yes. (gasps) I knew you would like that. Oh my God. Yeah. 
she was on her way to see him and she got in an accident so people think left eye died michael jackson died like and all these people yeah. who connected to dr sebi wow. yes and they believe this because dr sebi according to the conspiracy theorists was murdered Asked me how Dr. Sebi died. How did, how did Dr. Sebi die? Okay, Dr. <laughs> Sebi was arrested um, going from the U.S. to Honduras for uh, money laundering. He had, I think, $50,000 in a duffel bag on his way to Honduras that he didn't report. Sketchy. So he was arrested, and then he got out, and then he was arrested again. The, the details are kind of sketchy. Um uh, and he got pneumonia sometime during that time and died in a hospital from pneumonia. He was like 80s, 78 or... So he was old as fuck and got a common thing that everybody gets. In Honduras. And this was like in 2016. So roughly math... Three a little under 30 years after the trial. Oh. I was like... So people associate his death with the trial. Like the trial to everyone says... Because he got off, he had the cure to AIDS. Because he had the cure to AIDS, he was murdered by the U.S. government. When in reality, he didn't really get off. And he's old as fuck. And he was old as fuck like 30 years later in in Honduras. Honduras. And got pneumonia. And lots of people die from pneumonia every year. Especially in Honduras. Yes. Wow. Wow, mind blown. That left eye fact, though, that's creepy. That explains all those Twitter pictures of left eye and Nipsey. I don't understand how Tupac's on the plane as well, but <laughs> Tupac. I mean, I think they just think because he was like he was like fake connected sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just lump Tupac in there, but I don't know if Tupac had anything to do with Doctor Doctor Sebi. Wow. But yeah, she died, and people um, try to connect that, but her death is on entirely on camera, I think, because she was being recorded. Remember? Yeah. So I, people, there is no music. suspicion of yeah. I cried. That was really sad. Yeah. There is no suspicion of foul play in Lisa Left Eye Lopez's death. And no, I think that was a whole act of like just a weird time for a star to die. Same thing with Aaliyah. Yeah. I mean, I'm more like Aaliyah, damn, she really did die in a plane crash. Like, that just seems so random. Yeah. Like, that's what makes me, that's the only thing that makes me afraid to fly. Like, if Aaliyah can die in a plane crash, I would definitely die in a plane crash. I was just watching a stand up show on Netflix this. I have to put her in the bio because I can't remember her name, but she's African and British. And she was talking about how she's afraid of dying in a plane crash. So she looks up all the plane crashes on this website, like all the all the um, airlines that have had plane crashes and how many, and like is obsessive over it. And I'm like, maybe I'll check that because I'm trying to go to a honeymoon somewhere yeah. very random. And, and I want to know. Boeing I'm not, planes. Yeah. I don't want to be on a plane that's like prone to nose diving. Yes. So no thanks. But yeah, that's the conspiracy. I just. It doesn't bother me so much that there's a conspiracy theory about Dr. Sebi, and it's like, I mean, whatever. There's conspiracy theories about all types of things. Right. But just the fact that there are so many black people worried about this in particular, when, nigga, we can't even get everyone to worry about, like, gentrification all at once. (laughs) Or, like, worry about real things that are, like, they're not conspiracies. Like, white people just don't care if we know. Like, they're they're gonna happen to you. (laughs) Like, (laughs) black women dying of childbirth more often. Like, these are just facts that we could deal with now, instead of dealing with Dr. Sebi being... I, probably not assassinated i agree however i think it's just because it's so closely connected to nipsey hustle and i felt like nipsey like before everything was like actually solved i actually thought it was a conspiracy like yeah i saw you voted yeah why do you think it's a con- but i didn't I know, know anything about this until today I, I was a little late on my um 
episode boning up, Speech but I just want all this. <laughs> but yeah, no. I yeah, I, I truly believe that, so I feel like everybody just fell down the rabbit hole and then just kind of was like But there are people like feeding it, you know what I'm saying? Like there's a large group, I yeah. think, kind of feeding the conspiracy thing when it's really like But I also think there's niggas. way more hotep niggas than we think. So many. Yes. <laughs> so many. So don't stop drinking the conspiracy for just a moment. We've got things to focus on. Yes. Nipsey, rest in peace. Praying for your family. Praying yes. for your children. Um, and your community as well. You know they killed the Eric Holder, the, the dude who killed him? They killed two of his family members. What? But, yeah. Oh my god. I think that's a real news story, I'm pretty sure. I, I saw it on two places, so I'm going to say it's true. But No. Yeah, they, they killed them almost immediately after. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. No. <laughs> Don't, don't, don't. (laughs) Damn. They don't deserve that either. And that's all we had for conspiracy. Don't drink it! (laughs) I'm a urban legend. South Central in a certain section. Can't express how I curb the tactics. Guesses. Evidence of a divine presence. Blessings. Let's get personal. Personal. Okay, let's get personal this week is if you were on America's Next Top Model, what do you think Tyra would have done with your makeover? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, I don't know how personal this is, but I love this question. (laughs) Um, I'm short, so I can just picture Tyra saying, oh, this long hair, it's just dragging you down. (laughs) You need to be lifted up. So she probably cut my hair. And do something curly with it. Maybe not. I have a round ass face. So I need something to make my face look less round. Maybe round hair is not that. Um, not round hair. I'm thinking like asymmetrical bob. <laughs> <laughs> but platinum blonde, bitch. Because we're about to stand out this season. Wow. Or like red. Auburn. Oh yeah, I can some see type that. of color. She definitely cut my hair off and make it. Make it <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I think she would have given me a really long weave because that's what she does with all the chocolate girls. She does do that with all <laughs> the chocolate girls. That's crazy. That's mm-hmm. oh my gosh. She dyes their eyebrows too. So, but she they're not great weaves. They're, well, I just also think they can't maintain them throughout the season. But, but they're also terrible weaves. I think. Yeah. Why because, so well, the timing sometimes is like the weave when technology wasn't fully there yeah. for a lot of the seasons. But definitely like two or three episodes in, it'd be like, bitch, where's the Their confessionals would be like, <laughs> <laughs> the leave out is just tired. It's weak. It's tired. Like, Damn. they should have really had someone there to maintain and like tell them how to wrap it and yeah. redo it if need be. I just, a sewing does not last however long the show was on for. Do you think you would complain about your makeover if they, like, shaved your head or something? Oh, If the bitch made me bald? Yeah. Yeah, because it's not a guaranteed, like, thing. I definitely would cry. You'd cry? You'd be one of those. I think if... I feel like you have to be prepared for anything on If Tyrus put a razor to your head and was like, I'm shaving all your head off, tell me you would not cry. Tyra Binks herself? <laughs> She's like, okay, we're shaving your head today. Like, I'm not about to walk around like Nena. Like, Nena can pull that off. Me? 
My you big could, ass forehead? Absolutely you could pull not. it off, though. Absolutely you not. have cheekbones, nigga. I look like a potato. So, I I wouldn't... I would definitely cry. Not, I wouldn't cry because I just know what happens to girls that cry. But I, internally, I'd be like, you're trying to... Why are you trying to sabotage me by shaving my head? I why would, are you doing this? I wouldn't cry for any... I, if she cut my hair, I wouldn't, I wouldn't care. But shaving all my hair off? Bald. Like, what's her name? Damn, with the alopecia? When she shaved her head bald? Damn. Remember that? We have to do a whole week dedicated to America. Well, I have to definitely go back and watch. Because I was a very dedicated fan. All of them? I thought it was only up to like season. The earlier seasons. Oh, yeah. The later seasons don't matter. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I will watch. I watched. I watched Top Model. Like, it doesn't matter. (laughs) All the way up to VH1, bitch. I was watching that. (laughs) I was like, that's what they were doing. The success of that show. I know. I loved it. And they just ran that shit into the ground. They ran it into the ground. So much potential. I would be here for a new model show coming out. Nothing is like Top Model. Hmm. Nothing is. Maybe she dye my hair pink or something. That'd be cute. Ooh. <laughs> Baby, wanna uh, AB, on me, shine like sun. Gaily, gun, fuck for fun. Negative, say, we It's a future I can see. 2020 vision. It's serious to me. 2020 vision. It's a future I can see. 2020 vision. It's mysterious to me. Yeah. Yeah, this is going to suck. Okay, so this week on 2020 vision, there's been a lot of talk about Joe Biden. Um, Although Joe Biden has not officially entered the 2020 primary race, uh, he's been hinting at it and he's ranging, I think, the highest in the polls next to all the other hopefuls, Democratic candidate hopefuls. Like, people are like, really on board with joe biden i didn't know that yeah no he's got a lot of favorable support and he's connected to barack obama so people are like oh yes just let's just do it again (laughs) (laughs) just go back to normal um so this week um i think a nevada lawmaker a former Nevada, nevada lawmaker came out and was talking about how uh he made her feel uncomfortable in a very like touchy feely way, she yeah. said that it wasn't sexual, but that, I mean, it, the way she described it, it sounded kind of sexual. Yeah. But he came up behind her in a meeting or in some type of professional setting, grabbed her like shoulders. A speech. A speech yeah. After a speech. It was before a speech, like she was about to go out. Oh, like an encouraging thing, right? Yeah. Okay, so he grabbed her shoulders and like rubbed them and like smelled the back of her head. Yeah. Like inhaled and then slow kissed. The back of her head. Now, that seems sexual to me when I heard it. Yes. I mean, I don't know anyone who smelled my hair in a non-sexual slash extremely creepy serial killer type of way. <laughs> yes. And I'm never going to forgive Joe Biden after how he treated Anita Hill. So. And the crime bill thing. The 94 crime bill that increased sentences, drug Drug crime sentences, or I mean, it was a part of the war on drugs and oh. an extension of just um, um, dis disapprove. Why can I not talk? It's the wine. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, just laws that, that disproportionately affected black, black and brown communities, obviously. Um, and I think it was drugs, but I'm not exactly positive. 
Uh, either way, there are definitely cons to Joe Biden. He's apologized for all of those things. And again, he tried to apologize for his creepy behavior because this is not the only time that he's done some creepy shit to a woman. It's like you can honestly just reel the tape. Out of nowhere, I feel Joe Biden put his hands on my shoulders, get up very close to me from behind, lean in, smell my hair, and then plant a slow kiss on the top of my head. So Joe Biden's a creep ball. Yes, a ball of creeps. Um, and he has been apologizing, as I said. He released a video um, just saying that he touches people, again, Very, he's very tactical and to be motivational and to encourage people. I don't see how smelling the back of someone's head is encouraging. I think it's actually quite discouraging. Um, however, the president um, of y'all's country posted a video today of Joe Biden. He was apologizing. And some somebody that's probably not on Trump's team because he doesn't have the best graphic designers and um, video makers put like a Joe Biden being creepy behind Joe Biden and smelling Joe Biden's head while he was apologizing for being creepy. <laughs> Like, I was like, who made this? This is actually kind of good. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I, I was talking to some of my male co-workers this week and just kind of like, is that disqualifying? And I'm kind of like, at this point, we've got so many people to choose from. Why not? Like, it is yeah. disqualifying. If you're that creepy, like, we don't need another person who does not understand boundaries in the White House. Why? Like, I just feel like even now as like being a professional in the workplace, why are you touching people to begin with? If it's not a high five, if it's not a handshake, if it's not a very, very church hug, what are you doing? Why? There's no, there's no reason. You can be quite encouraging without doing all that creepy shit. So, I mean, it just, it's red flags on top of uh, several other red flags. So why? Yeah. I honestly hope that he does not run because it gives other people a chance, a better chance, because he pulls high, because he's white, and he's well-known, he's connected to Barack Obama, and, you know, he's Uncle Uncle Joe, or whatever the fuck y'all want to call him. But we saw his true colors years ago. Even, like, did you see all the articles lately about how Anita Hill said that Joe Biden has never personally apologized to her? No, I haven't but, seen that. But he's, like, saying publicly like, yeah. that he said he, that he apologized to her. And she gave a talk a few weeks ago that was basically, like, he's never actually apologize to me it's like a running joke in her family like who's that at the door is it joe biden trying to apologize uh, <laughs> and it's like no yo like that's that's like unacceptable to me in yeah. the first, like that's entirely disqualifying because you've known for years that people are like you need to apologize for anita hill yeah. you're wrong yes. like before any mo movies came out on hbo before the me too movement like he knew that shit was fucked up yeah you had to have and if you didn't then you should not be president bro especially not now uh-uh. This emoji. Over and over. X, 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 X'd out. <laughs> I like that. It's the one. And that's all we have for 2020 Vision this week. Boop. Tune in for next week to figure out who else is fucking up. <laughs> Seen I know it. you've seen I it. Know you've seen I it. I know you've seen it. Like any, many, money, money. Hey. How many shows we want to watch? We hey. want to roll. Hey. So, Jazz. 
You're a little late to the party, but... I am! I am! You finally saw us. I'm proudly late. (laughs) Thoughts? I don't know. I feel like everybody was like, this is amazing. There's all this symbolism. Oh my gosh. I made sure not to look at any of the spoilers before I saw it. And I'm not like a movie snob or anything like that. And I don't even like horror movies, so I was thoroughly afraid. I'll preface it by that. I was thoroughly afraid the entire time. I just did not think it was that great. It was 30 minutes too long. Mm. I love Lupita. Trust me, I love my chocolate sister. Mm. But when you can predict the ending 30 minutes into the movie and... I could have done without half those fight scenes. Like, what was the point of even, like, the the dad and the, the white guy... When they got to the white family's house, I was like, they have to fight all of these people, too? <laughs> yeah. Like, what's the point? <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? I had a lot of problems with the movie. I think that we all want to like it a lot more because it's Jordan Peele, it's Lupita, it's a black family. Peggy from... Mad Men. I got five on it. Yeah. I mean, she's from Hand... I mean, now she's oh, Handmaid's yeah. Tale yeah. in my mind. That's but, um, Just like the concept of it was great. great. The symbolism was great. Like, really cool stuff. Really cool shots. Like, I really, really liked it. I got all of it. I promise, like, <laughs> people on the internet will be like, you didn't, you just don't get it. Like, yeah. And it's not that I didn't get it. It was just that the writing was not that good. And it was too long in some places and too dry in some places. 100%. And it was just like, um, also, Thick Dyes. Thickums. What's his name? Winston Duke. Winston Duke was, yeah. in, was off, awful He's to me. Underutilized. It was like, like, utilized in the worst ways. I don't know. The way they wrote his character was like, oh, this is like not a realistic thing for a person to do. Not only a person, <laughs> just the way he reacted to things like, oh, your mom has it. Like, <laughs> I'm injured and your mom has it taken care of. Right. Or we're just going to like joke around even though people were all dying. Right. Or we're like, going to chill in the house. Joke. Like, why do we have to leave anywhere? Like, I this, don't know. This house is made of glass windows. <laughs> what, are you, what are we going to do here? Like. We have have you seen these people? Like, I I just, it wasn't logical. And I hate that about a lot of scary movies. And that's why I liked Get Out so much was because his reactions were logical. Like, you're going to think you're tripping. Like, oh, it's a little creepy, but maybe I'm tripping. And then when it comes down to it, you're going to be like, what the fuck? Like, we have to get the fuck out of here. And that's not how the characters were. Or especially Winston Duke, but also like some of the other characters. And I was like... This takes the enjoyment out of it for me when it's a black horror movie because I want the black characters to to respond how I know black people will respond to things. Yes. I just, it wasn't for me. I think it was great and I'm glad that I gave my money to it though. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I'll always support a black led movie and I'll always support Jordan Peele, but I'm not going to lie about it because it wasn't that great. Yeah, no, I could have, yeah. 30 minutes shorter without half those fight scenes. And some of it didn't make sense, but I mean, we can definitely sit here and break that down. I don't think we need to, because it's like, um, but like some of it just didn't make sense, y'all. But let us know what you think. Are we getting stoned for saying that? Are we tripping? I don't. I don't think I need to see it again either. Nope. I could, I may watch it again, but I will be prepared for the bad writing. I think I was just sitting in the theater like, this really went by several people. <laughs> like, this 
so many people were this like, went this went by is amazing. several Critics people all over were like this is amazing mm-hmm. life changing my life did not change also i encountered some racist white lady when i was leaving the movie theater <laughs> really yes i was coming out and you know how like the levee comes up and it like beeps really loud to let you know a car is fucking coming mm-hmm. as whitely was walking by and you know how my horn doesn't work mm-hmm. so i was like <laughs> sl- i was slowly coming up the ramp like okay like pre- peeks out like you i just was, yell i was literally <laughs> yes <laughs> me <laughs> i'm coming bitch yeah no so i i approached it and she started walking and so i stopped and she stopped in the middle of the thing like you've got to be kidding me and i'm literally like looking out my window like what (laughs) and she was like i have the right away and i was like okay bitch and then then she like i was like by the time that she got done like yelling about how she had the right away and how i shouldn't drive she could have just she could have just walked so i literally looked at her like she was crazy and she was like huffing and puffing the whole time and i was just like i have never seen a white woman's fez like that over absolutely nothing like to me and i was in such shock like i wish i like actually reacted more because my window was down so she could have heard me but i was literally like what <laughs> it always takes like, me too what long is to pro- wrong i'm the same way too it takes me too long to process like that one time i was in the highway and that girl was yelling at me oh, and yeah. we got into that argument and then she tried to cut me off yeah, and, and then she did she, something at my window and then she followed you yeah i was just screaming at her but i really should have just not you know you just have to process things sometimes a little bit yeah. longer because she could have like Killed ran me. me off the road but you know Hindsight. 2020. 2020. Um, what is three identical... St- oh. Yeah. The, okay, yeah. Yes, so I watched the Three Identical Strangers uh, documentary. It's on Hulu, and it's basically about these triplets that were separated at birth and basically found each other when they were 19. Um, and it starts off with a guy that's going to college and he's very awkward and shy and he goes to campus and basically everybody is like hey man like they already know him but it's mm. like his first day of college so he's like what the fuck and then his roommate ends up being like the his twin's best friend and he was like what the fuck and the best friend's like you're not so and so and then he meets up with his triplet for the first time and they're freaked out and then it gets all this like press and then there's a third one and then they all like get really really close but it ends up being this huge like there's lots of twists and turns, but basically it ends up being like this Jewish adoption agency separated them at birth for a scientific study, but nobody knows what the studies are and they're all like closed off for a hundred years and nobody knows like what, what the outcomes of the, stu- the study was and they were like, they were getting home visits from scientists. Like, this is a documentary, right? Yeah. It's a series? No, it's just it's- one, like an hour and a half long. Oh, good. I miss documentaries that are just not. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, it's really, really good. It's really, really good. I highly, highly recommend. I started it for the first time and I was like, oh, I don't know if this is for me. And then I watched it again and I was like, wow, it it takes a lot of twists and turns that I didn't, I didn't expect. How is that legal to like, I mean, I guess I don't really know how, how, what the rights are when you're like adopted, but you can't access the information about your adoption at all. They can access information about their adoption, but just not about the scientific study. Even though they're a part of it. Yes. And there's other twin. There's still probably at least like eight or ten like twin sets that don't even know that they're twins. Gee. Yeah. I'm not adopted. <laughs> I was like, but me. <laughs> it could be me. Yeah. 
because the other people were talking and it, it has a lot to do with mental health as well because a lot of them have developed mental health issues as well because they were separated yeah they said like a lot of them like all the triplets when they were separated at birth they used to bang their head against the crib and i guess it was like separation anxiety or something from being separated from their twins being a twin or a triplet is weird like you have like weird Bonds. connections that's kind of i don't know cool, if my though. sisters have like I mean, they definitely have, like, a special bond, but I don't know if they have any, like, weird stuff like that. I mean, they probably do, but, it, you know, like it's, like, I don't know. It's probably, like, a vibe or, like, something you can't really quantify, usually, oh, unless yeah, you're definitely. separated, you know? That's definitely true, because they didn't, like, spend more than a day apart before they went to college. We were all like, are you guys going to be okay? <laughs> <laughs> and they ended up being fine. It's so. kind of cool, though. Yeah. Did you see Beyonce's twins? Yes. Oh, they're so cute. They're so cute. Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, big like, burning hell. <laughs> I shouldn't even be looking at this. It's like the She's it's gonna know. It's like the ring. Like if you look at the video, you're gonna die in seven days. Like, oh my I god. Was Beyonce's gonna know. Beyonce's I was apprehensive. Know. They are cute, man. They're really cute. Especially the little boy who's chubby cheeks. Oh, he looks like Jay. He definitely does. Yeah. Um what are you watching? I just watched the This Is Us finale, and I'm pleased. Really? I'm what pleased. Happened? It was the first finale where it was, like, all, for the most part, happy. Oh. Because, you know, the last finale was, like, you learn how Jack died, and it was, like, what the fuck? Yeah, bad. It was, I was really bad. But this one, it was, like, spoiler alert. Beth and Randall worked it out. That's so. good. That's good. And especially the, the preview made it look like the baby's going to die. and the baby lives. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I can't. I wonder. I, I was looking at the baby and I was wondering if it was a real baby or like at all. If they had a preemie baby there. Dang. Or was it like a, did they make Did they show a structure? Face? Yeah. They show it like breathing and they show Kate holding it in his face and like it's little legs kicking and shit. Ugh. It's kind of gross. I hope it's not a real you know, baby. Kate, it's just like in comparison to Kate, because Kate is the big girl on the show. Oh, yeah. It's like a little tiny preemie baby. I'm like, babies can be so fucking small and we're so big. I'm like, oh, God. That's so pregnancy. much pressure. It's too much. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like one of the very touchy, happy, oh, um, what's his name? And, and um, Beth's Kevin? sister had to break up. Kevin and, uh, fuck, Zoe? Uh, that's not her name. Something like that. They had to <laughs> She doesn't want kids, and it's like, he wants kids. Because it's like, he, he thinks that she's going to be like his mom and eventually want kids one day. So they're opening up the conversation about women who just don't want to have kids. Yeah. And that should be okay. Yeah. I'm damn near there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that guy. They were talking we were talking about watching childbirth this week. Oh, yeah, in our, our chat. It's just every time I see a childbirth video, I get one step further away from having a child. Oh, I'm just not going to watch them. It, they come up on my timeline every once in a while. Or, like, I people see. talk about their vaginas being ripped from, the, from, from, That's... From, from hole to hole, bitch. I just... And they shit on themselves. And then the baby, like, takes... Six thousand dollars, like a six six hundred thousand dollar deposit. <laughs> I know I would like kids, and I know I would like several kids, but I know yeah. that I'm a little bitch when it comes to pain. So I view all of that content as like the same as seeing someone gunned down on my timeline. It's that traumatic for me. Yes, I don't want to see it. <laughs> I don't want to see it. Don't. I will block you. I will unfollow you. Um, I'm gonna have kids, but I'm gonna adopt too. I think. Really? Yeah. I've always wanted to adopt. 
my ex wanted to adopt the same number of kids that we would have and i was like that's a huge ass family i think i'm probably to keep gonna, it like even yeah i wanted to do that too but then i'm like oh that's too many i might do like one and one or two and one and then just have one adopted kid and then they're like adopted. i'm gonna love them so much though right because that's all that matters is you don't treat them differently yeah and, and then we get everyone therapy we had a <laughs> everyone gets therapy no matter what yeah we had a family friend that took in like a foster kid and then he ended up being like fine i think all the way up until high school and then he like tweaked the fuck out i mean but your kids can do that too and they're still you're still gonna love them the same way if you're about that life that's true right you just have to commit yeah that's i'll let you know how i'll keep you posted I want to make the adopted kid. That's you're gonna be the godmother of the adopted kid. <laughs> so they get extra love. Extra love. How about that? Uh, catch me outside. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no babies for a while. For a good while. We have I to can't define, even eat a taki and talk at the same time. So we have to define a while because I feel like all my friends are about to get pregnant on me and leave me behind. <laughs> I know you have this fear. However. Everybody has this fear. It's like all of the single people are like, bitch. If you have a kid on me, I'll kill you. I'll kill you. But our whole ship is like, who's going to have a baby first? I'm like, but do you guys want us to come around or not? Like, you just don't want me to come around anymore? I'm not asking anybody to have children. Good. No, I'm not spewing that narrative. I need friends. (laughs) Once you have babies, it gets way less fun. I think I just have to have a certain amount of money in my my bank account. And like, I will, it's going to take some time to get there. So, you've got years, bitch, years. Mm-hmm. I promise. I just feel like it's it's like a... <laughs> <laughs> I promise. It's like a shoe dropping. I'm like, yeah, sure, you say that now. <laughs> you say that now. Trust me. Time. I wanted to talk about this Vice interview. You haven't seen it, so I'm just going to briefly... I saw the things for it, though. The little clips yeah. on Twitter. So Vice uh, conducted an interview with a group of women, half conservative, half progressive. Um, But it ended up being like sprinkled with like a, I'm a progressive, but I'm pro-life and I'm Muslim, lesbian, and I'm like just like very varied identities. It ended up leaning a little bit more to the conservative side, I think. Mm. Or the progressives are just kind of quieter. Either way, it was like, fucking terrible to watch it was just like watching <laughs> anytime like I- political teeth pulling it was just so red like oh like there's the 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 places that all these women were coming from the majority of them it was like either like kind of uninformed or like bigoted <laughs> like i was just like and no one's checking you know when you're watching an interview or like a youtube video and you're like aren't you gonna say this back to them <laughs> <laughs> Is anyone gonna say like that's not true? <laughs> like where's where's the rest of everybody? Dang. Yeah. Mm. That's the second inter- vice interview I've seen like that. Did you see the black conservative progressive? I couldn't. One? I can't watch anything about black conservatives. It pisses me. It's off just so like much. getting through it. Like the one girl was like a conservative, but she was a Bernie supporter, and then she voted for Trump. And it's like, <sighs> what's the point? What's the point of all of this if people are going to act like this? Why must we act so crazy? Then there was the black conservative girl who was like um, equating Trump grabbing women by the pussy to Barack Obama smoking weed in college. 
she was like, because Brock did it. I mean, it's against the law. And like he did that in the private, the privacy of his own trailer. And he was recorded saying that. And like women say inappropriate shit all the time. And I was just like, oh, God, like if we're going to be having the conversation this way, I just don't. I'm going to have to delete my social media for 2020. Like once it gets going, <laughs> I just I can't emotionally like I'm still reeling from what it was like to be on social media in 2016. <laughs> I don't want to yeah, do it again. Yeah, I wasn't even on Twitter then. It's going to be so bad. I don't want to do it again. So I just bad. don't. If it's going to be like that, I don't want to do it. Damn. Niggas acting like Hillary, still acting like Hillary was the same as voting for Trump. Still! After Trump same. has been in an office for three years, fucking up all of our credit and and lives. Hillary You're still Clinton acting like that? Professional as hell. She we would have been, been dry. Fine, bitch. She would have had health care. Yeah. We, we would have been At the very care. least. Yeah. At the very least. God damn. Over so, some fucking emails. I don't really recommend watching it, but like, if you want to get pissed off, I guess. I was just watching it today, so mm-hmm. it was very fresh. Riled up. Song cry. If you want to get riled up, it's like... Uh, yeah. Just watch it if you want to. But if you don't want to and you're like me and you want to purge a little bit because you know that you're going to end up voting and making an informed decision and that's all you can do for people, then go ahead and do that too. Um, but I like to piss myself off, so. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all we had for. I know you've seen it. I know it. you've seen it. I know you've seen it. Welcome to Obscure History That You Never Knew You Needed to Know with Jazz. Today in Obscure History, we are learning about, I say, the true uh, princess of Crunkenby. I think she was there. I think she technically... She was first. Yes, the first. The first and the finest. Nivea! Yes! I've loved Nivea because she holds a spot in my heart because OK is one of my top five favorite songs of all time. Period. Period. And Great song. Yes. And BET has a new digital series out called like Finding Whoever and they did a story about her and I thought it was very interesting so we can all learn today. So she started at the age of 14 and she hired a manager and they immediately started making demo records and eventually made a 37 track demo to pass along to record labels so this is in Atlanta yes okay yes 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 and so eventually they shopped it around and she signed with Jive at 18 um it was ran at the time by like some South African businessman uh, who really believed in her and said that she was going to be the black Britney Spears okay like he didn't like any other urban acts so like he passed on 3LW and other other acts, but he was like, Nivea, like, no, like, this is the urban act that I will actually back. Because the black Britney Spears is strong. Because, like, Britney Spears strong. at that time was, like, really big. Yes. Okay. I was like, mm, big yeah, dreams, big dreams, big dreams. <laughs> but she, she was successful. She came out with Don't Mess With The Radio, um, which they said was pop, but she considered to be an urban record. Um, also came out with Don't Mess With My Man. Don't mess with my man. I'm gonna be the one to bring it to you. Got my girls 
and my man. So find your own and leave mine alone. <laughs> I love that song so much. I was saying that about somebody who was definitely not my man. <laughs> At an age far too young. Oh, that, that, that was not my man. <laughs> uh, um, but she really became known in the urban streets because of Danger by Mystical. She sings the hook on that. <laughs> been so long. <laughs> You've been gone. I mean, Mystical. Whole different obscure history. I know, I know. Lots of problems with that. But, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I guess like... They were label mates at the time, and it was kind of like a random single. And it was Khalees was supposed to be on Danger, but I guess mm. something happened, but they don't know. But Nivea got on it, and um, Urban Radio started picking it up and clubs and shit. And so they shot a video for it, and then she got to join Mystical on like this 32 city tour. And she said she opened for him, and she would do like "Don't mess for the radio," and people would like boo her and throw shit at her. Damn, because it's pop. Yeah, because they yeah they came from mystical. Yeah, <laughs> and then she was like, they she'd come out thirty minutes later, like been so long, and they'd be like, yes, oh my god. <laughs> And she was like, fuck y'all. <laughs> Basically. I mean, that's a strange pairing, though. If you're trying to get her to be the black Britney Spears, maybe don't tour her with Mystical. Yes. But at that time, when Don't Mess With the Radio, when the Don't Mess With My Man video came out, um, Lil Wayne saw the video and he saw, he liked what he saw. And so he orchestrated okay. them to work on a song together. So they like went to the studio and everything in Atlanta and when she when they got there, he was like, "We can still do the song, but I just really just wanted your number." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and for the from then on out, they were attached at the hip and like running away together and doing a lot of extra shit. And he um, impregnated her. Uh, act, maybe not yet. Okay. But she's wearing the wedding ring he got her in the laundry mat video. So he proposed. Yes, he proposed. Did they get married? They did not. He left her for Toya. Cause he had already he was on and off with Toya. Yeah, I think Toya already had Regine at the time. Okay, so he. I really need like a timeline. It's rough of Toya and Nivea because he went back and forth a lot. But yeah, he left her for Toya. That okay. was in like '04. And then that next year, she met the dream. Of course she did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and so she was working on her second album, which was Complicated, which had hella hits. Bangers. It, it had actually the, the album title, Complicated. Like, I think about it all day, dream about it. I used to play that nonstop my freshman year of high school. What I don't you even know when you're playing it. I don't even know what I was like really emotional about at that time because I wasn't even we like talking always like that. <laughs> like I feel like it was just like it was like the idea. <gasps> Ooh, that was when I had my first MySpace boyfriend, Troy. Oh. Yeah, we never met in real life, so he probably could have catfished me. But he was, was he fine. in your top yes, eight? He, oh. His profile picture had a bl- black wife beater. Yeah. And a black in a black hat, like a faded cap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was fine. Another type. He broke up with me on AIM. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> how trashy. I was like, you couldn't even send a message or make a note. Well, fuck you. Fuck you, Troy. <laughs> you are. It's <laughs> just uh, complicated. I get it. <laughs> Run it back. Run it back. Whoa. Um, it also had OK on the album, which 
of course, is one of the best songs of all time, which was supposed to be for J-Lo. Everything comes back to J-Lo. J-Lo. She would have been good on that song, too. I mean, I know. anyone could have been on the song. Like I know. But we'll do our, our whole schmeal, spiel, spiel on J-Lo. Yes. Yes. And then they were going to give it to Sierra, and then the Dream and Nivea had to fight for it. Because Sierra, Like, to the death? Not to the death, but it was just kind of like, yeah, she's supposed to, like, that was around the time of goodies, and I guess Sierra was her direct rival. And so, at the time... So Sierra won. Overall, yes. Yeah. But, but, but <laughs> Nivea got the song. <laughs> overall. Nivea, Nivea won, won the battle. battle. <laughs> but not the, the war. Sierra won the war. Yes. <laughs> Yes. And I don't, could Nivea dance? Dance? I don't really feel no, like, because Sierra could really. dance, and she could sing probably around the same level as Nivea. Yeah, Sierra could, like, drag I Nivea across the floor. For but we're, <laughs> we're balancing, you know what I'm saying. But I have this clip here of Nivea talking about how Sierra was her direct competition in the industry at the time. Especially with them clearly putting more focus and decision on the new artists, the new sellable artists, which was Sierra. I want, I know you want my goodies. Like, she's clearly saying you're not going to get it. But you popping that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not doing that. And I hate to say it, it's just honestly for, for black girls. Like, there was actresses, white actresses or whatever. They can, they can pimp that image. They could have been married. Like, ooh, they're so cute together. But a black girl tatted up. It's involved with hip-hop. It was just... Unknown of how to sell that. What was that? How do we make that attractive? That's all. So I've actually was told in the office, you're not fuckable. Like nobody want, nobody don't want to fuck you. I just feel like because it's so male dominated, and we talk about this a lot on obscure history. Yeah. It's like I'm sure there was people like, oh, Sierra's coming out with this. You saw Sierra, this Sierra's new video, or like always telling her she's in direct competition with Sierra yeah. and pitting her against her instead of just allowing them both to be who they are. Who as they artists. are. Yeah. That was a fucked up time, I'm sure, like, for a lot of female artists. I know. And even then, like, later on in the interview, you could tell she's just... I feel like her... Well, she's... <laughs> <laughs> okay, that interview, I think everybody thought that she was on something. I. What do you think she was on? She was like, mm, I just, I just feel like my goodies weren't good enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so she was either drinking beforehand or something. It was a mess. She was on something because even watching the other her speaking other interviews, it's like she is also quirky and kind of like but she loud and a little bit like you know off, but. It wasn't that bad. It's not like that. <laughs> she was definitely on some type of painkiller. So, I guess when she released Complicated, a large amount of the CDs were actually defunct, like, or, what's it called? Non-usable. Oh. They, they, um, were, they were defective. Yeah, defective. Wow, yeah. So, I was like, words are I hard. was trying to think, too. I'm like, wine. <laughs> takis yeah takis yeah. my mouth is literally burning I don't know how you do eat more than one I was like <gasps> <laughs> it's, 
the 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 line that keeps me coming back. <laughs> and so the label wanted to re-release like several CDs, but I guess she was like, "Fuck it, like you guys dropped the ball on the marketing." Which back then I was like, she actually was marketed pretty well. She like o- OK was on the Beauty Shop soundtrack, so I don't and know. On, she got One Hundred Six in Park. Yeah, I remember that vividly. But she felt like they the label dropped the ball, so she asked them to drop her from the label. And her and the Dream went on to make their own kind of entertainment company and that's how radio killer came about like her and the dream kind of made radio yeah, killer yeah, together yeah. um and then they got married and she had twins with the dream and then they got divorced and shortly after she got back with lil wayne oh wow this was in the lollipop era like when he was making lollipop they were getting back together and then when he great got a time gr- great timing yes and when he <laughs> when he got the grammy that's when they i guess consummate or not consummated, but that's when they made their last baby together. So they have three fucking kids together? Uh, Twins and then... I think she has two with the Dream and two with Lil Wayne. Or three with Dream and one little, and one with Lil Wayne. Oh, okay. So she had a first child after the Grammy with Lil Wayne. And then she had had twins with the Dream and then had another child with the Dream as well. Lil, like that. I think it's one with Lil Wayne, two, two with the Dream, and then one with... Um, one with the the Grammy was last. They called the the last baby the Grammy baby, the Lil Wayne Grammy baby. Mm-hmm. So two and two. Yeah. Oh. Where they realized they loved each other, but they were not in love with each other. And he left her for Toya again. And then they, her, him and Toya got married like very shortly after. Yeah. And she I kind of that. was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> but her and Toya are cool. Her and Christina Milian don't talk. Oh, I forgot all of them. I mean, Christina Milian, like... Yeah, I forgot Christina Milian and the Dream At what point was the Dream child. and Christina Milian together? After that, then? Yeah, after. Okay. After. This timeline is crazy. Um, And I guess she struggled for a long time trying to re-enter back into the industry. And so a lot of the times they're talking about, like, timing and how she... It was hard being a mom and kind of being famous but having to be regular and how basically like the dream and Lil Wayne can't like come to parent teacher conferences and like do all that stuff like they they take care of their kids and they pay child support and they're very supportive and stuff like that but but, they're not going to do that yeah so she was like I'm not gonna put my kids with somebody else like I want to raise them I'm blessed enough to be able to do that but I think at the same time it's like making music and making art is something that she really loves to do and she's like it's like getting approached in grocery stores and it's like i'm regular i'm just and trying to buy watermelons and yes but i did find it really sad like in a breakfast club and thing i just i buy watermelons <laughs> <laughs> i didn't Sorry. take it away. that's the first thing i, I thought like, i love watermelons <laughs> <laughs> i really do um and she, everybody's talking about, like, okay, you have these, like, two really famous baby daddies. Like, why can't they help you be famous? And she was like, it's not like I haven't asked. Yeah, they're just not willing to do it, girl. Yeah. But she's on the uh, the Carter Four. Or five. Doing what? Oh, five. She's, she's, on one of the, she's on one of the songs. Either way, it's, like, too late now. For both of them, kind of. The Dream, I feel like... I mean, I feel like they saw a plug, but, like, Nivea's older. Yeah, she's, like, 40-something now. Oh, I mean, it's like, (laughs) and she already wasn't extremely talented. It's not like she was like a dancer, singer, actor, extraordinaire. But she's a great singer. I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) 
She's a she's great a good, singer. She can blow. I haven't heard her sing. And she like, can write. I haven't heard her sing um live or anything, but like it just no, seems like she has a kind of regularly good voice. Right? So it's not like, you know, we need to have her Back. pop in. Yes. Although your baby daddy should be helping you in any way they possibly can. They're obviously not. But mm, Yeah, I feel like they're kind of like, about that. Take care of my kids. No, right. <laughs> um, but I guess like last year she came out with a new song called Circles and she has like a new album out, but her image team absolutely sucks. She should not. That's my thing about all of these older people coming back. It does not cost that much to look presentable to be in front of a camera and i feel like everybody is trying to make comebacks looking crazy i think it's like you're trusting your your people around you kind of like the older people you're with and or like you know i can just kind of like do it but the way that social media is set up in this new age like where people can have a a photo studio in their one bedroom apartment and like make shit look crazy popping if they have the access to technology and like the understanding about it you should just really hire someone young to just get your your shit together together. yeah yeah damn and she did have like a a bit of a coke problem a bit (laughs) i hate you (laughs) not a bit (laughs) um and I know you weren't like a huge Nivea fan, but if you had to choose a song, what would be like your favorite? Well, the one that I still listen to on a regular basis is Don't Mess With My Man. That's so. true. I know yours is okay. So? Your hands are on my booty. Yeah. Two step in my Gucci. Okay. They like, go girl, go, go girl, go girl, go girl, go girl. Hey. You like the way I shake yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just good at the little John Adlibs. That's all I'm really good for. And uh, that's all I had for Obscure History of Nivea. Well, thank you. Yay. I learned a lot this week. Did you kill the week, bitch, this week? I absolutely did. Well, I mean, even though the week's not over, but I i guess I didn't you have... You cheated, though. I know, I didn't. I didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm not at work this week. Um, but it's been great to just, like... I think that's the best decision I could have ever done as an adult is take a week off of work, even though I'm still like Amen. kind of doing work and and still helping out with the transition. I've still been going to like coffee shops every day from eight to 12 to just like mm-hmm. make sure I'm getting work done, except for yesterday where I stayed in bed all day and watched Queer Eye. Self-care? Yes. I really was that Bobby Hill meme of like, I'm so <laughs> glad you went back to season two and started watching. Yes, and now I'm going back to season one. Because season two was like the best season. I mean, season three was good, but season two made me cry almost- and They're I was, all so beautiful. Oh, the wedding proposal one, I was like, bitch, oh, God. It took me out. It took me out. And yeah. I've been getting work done, and I feel like just a lot of the work that I've been, like, working on in therapy, I feel like I've been really, truly being, been tested a lot, and so I feel like I've really been rising above a lot of the thief of joy Bullshit. comparison, yeah, and just really focusing on my own journey and being um, as focused as I've been in a really long time towards my goals 
Instead of worrying about other things that can kind of slow you down. Yes. So, yeah. I killed that week, bitch. How about you? I'm so proud of you. (laughs) And I did my hair. We did our hair, bitch. We did our hair. We did our hair. I even oiled my scalp this morning just for a little extra blow down. Extra down on top of it. You know what I'm talking about? Jasmine's twist out is just, it's like a little little cherub cloud. It's got little curls like popping out. Like Jill Scott, happy birthday girl. Oh, yeah. Um, I was going to post that video for a second, the microphone dick, but I was like, is this my dad watches yeah, your the dad story. has watched a lot but of I was, stories. My dad has been on watching the stories lately. Oh Hi, dad. Dang. All in my grill. I think I killed the, I mean, it's Thursday, right? So. Yeah. I think the week has been great. I don't know if I have like gotten everything done that I need to get done, but I never feel that way because I'm a lawyer and it's like There's no, you get one thing work. done and it's like five more things. But um, I got to visit home. I Yay. finished my braids. My fiance passed the bar and we celebrated. Hey now, hey now, hey now. Okay, proper pause for that. Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on, go play. Hey now, I'm gonna start incorporating some more white shit into this podcast because I feel like misery we, business gave me all did it? life Thank last week. I feel like she didn't say anything. I don't know if she liked misery business. I'm <laughs> replaying it like da, 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 da. <laughs> I've got too many white song memories not to include them, but um, yeah, I think it's just been like really positive for me this week. I've had a very good attitude. I've been waking up early in the morning. I've been feeling a lot more fit. I went boxing and I've been eating a little bit cleaner. I cooked twice, bitch. Twice. Okay. Twice, okay, Betty Crocker. Only bought food five times. <laughs> <laughs> and me and Arthur opened up a joint account today, so we're oh like my God. organizing. And one great thing I did this week as well was kind of reorganizing my work life on my own terms. So like we have an organizing system that we use at work, but it wasn't fully working for me and the yeah. style of like organization I like to have with keeping track of my hours, my to-do list. So I made myself like a binder of like how to track my hours and my to-do list and my cases and like all the information. So it's a lot easier for me to get things done and file through the multiple tabs in my brain without just giving up and going on Twitter. You definitely killed the week, bitch. Oh, you think so? No question. No question. My braids is long, bitch, and my waist is snatched this week, so. And I ate a whole bag of Takis without dying. I think I killed it, too. Soul survivor. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. You pop up with these songs, I'm like, damn, I've not heard this song in forever. (laughs) That's been on my mind for the past few weeks. I haven't listened to it, but I'm like, whatever, you know, I really need to get some more Akon in my life. That was good. Jeezy and Akon, correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Could definitely run some of that back. We're going to do some more music next week. I think I'm excited about dropping the track with you. Yay! So what are we going to do to kill next week? Oh, damn. I got to go to work next week. Next week I have a conference. Oh, my God. (laughs) You're starting a new job, so. A new job within my job. Um, I'm excited. I think it's gonna be good, even though now I've forgotten what work is like. only been a week i know <laughs> it's been one week i'm like what is it like when i don't have to go anywhere um but I, i'm excited about that i'm definitely gonna go to yoga again because i suck away less and i don't know if i'll keep my bantu knots up but 
perhaps if I can actually maintain them. You can do it. Honestly, you should leave right now so that you do it tonight. You don't just give up. Oh, I was just going to give tomorrow away to God and then just redo it. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you can because we're not going to go out till Saturday. Okay. Yeah, you can. Don't, you know, you have a whole bunch of fucking knots in your head and then it's not my fault. Oh, and I'm going to study and I'm going to figure out how I'm going to secure this next apartment. That's what I'm going to do next week. Moving. Mm-hmm. Lots of things are happening. I know. So much change. Yeah. This week I'm going to, I got my save the dates out. Yeah. But I really want to get like my photographer and videographer booked solidly. Mm-hmm. Um, And then I'm like, oh, and then my honeymoon honeymoon planning so if i can get that all done within the next couple weeks because i know we have a lot of things planned for the podcast and like oh yeah extra projects we're doing which we have to (laughs) save for the end of april and um may that's kind of my goal for this week and also getting through some of my caseload stuff so i'm not like behind anymore but yeah my braids are done so bitch i have like an extra hour every day (laughs) (laughs) like every day now my braids are done. So good. I'm just going to keep eating rice patties and drinking water and getting skinny for this wedding. Yay! <laughs> Thanks for listening to 168 Podcast. Thanks, y'all. <laughs> Be sure to follow us on Instagram at 168podcast. And on Twitter at 168pod. Woo-woo. We're also starting an ask.fm that'll be in our um, link tree just to get feedback, comments, concerns, and possibly start a listener questionnaire type of thing where we answer your questions about life problems um so participate help us out and uh we will see you next week participate bitch